Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Armed with a Sharpie, an autograph podcast. Uh, I'm back this week, and this week I'm going to kind of highlight another avenue of how I got autographs. Um, mostly in the 90s, a, a little bit in the 2000s, but mostly in the 90s, and that is through the mail. So most of uh, all of what I've been talking about in my other episodes is in around in-person autographs, going to a stadium, going to an event, or, or going to a show of some sort. So through the mail, um, actually didn't do a, a ton of research. I just know, you know, through readings, like like I've read kind of on the topic, like the Barry Helper uh, experience. Um, they don't know much about Barry Helper's. Uh, he's the first kind of czar of autographs, and he, he collected um, very early on in the 50s and 60s, and and kind of focused on early baseball and getting like guys like Ty Cobb. And there's a ton of controversy around him. Uh, there, there's some forgery. I think a lot of that's been blown out of portion, But his his collection sold for tens and tens of millions of dollars and lots of game used. He would ask families for items when no one else was really kind of getting that momentum. So through that, I I kind of learned that through the mail, um, autograph collecting was really one of the first avenues of mass collecting. So in, in a stadium, you know, a, there were a lot less teams. So very regionalized to, to the bigger cities, you know, in New York, Chicago, St. Louis, and, and eventually out West. So not a lot of people had access to these players. So so yes, there's minor leagues which were had a lot better players that were that had major league status because of the so few teams. But outside of that, through the mail became a, a pretty significant way, and actually turns out to be a really really great thing that in, in the 50s and 60s guys started to send to uh, the aging Hall of Famers um, because a lot of the autographs from Guys like Jimmy Fox and and Ty Cobb's a great example. Ty Cobb was notoriously great at signing through the mail in his very famous green uh, fountain pen. Um, the reason we have great quantities of some of those, you know, 2010, uh, 1910s, 20s, and 30s, the reason there is some quantity of that, because in the ballpark it wasn't a huge deal and they weren't doing quantities and nothing like today, like signings. And stuff like that through the mail is actually a foundation of a lot of the baseball hall of fame, not so much on the hockey side, but on the baseball hall of fame side. And, and I do know actresses and actresses, actors, a uh, big, big quantity of, of the, the early thirties and twenties um, for celebrities was done through the mail. And, and, and the reason, you know, we have the opportunity to get it. Yeah. There's some flaws in that. There's a lot of, uh, you know, I'll talk about secretarials, uh, clubhouse signers. So, so, so some of them, you know, they were kind of passed off to other people and not signed. Babe Ruth is notoriously signed by, uh, um, I think, a wife at one point, but also there was a clubhouse attendant that did a really good Babe Ruth. 
Um, you know, uh, famously sisters and people have, have signed, but there is a lot of, of quantity, like guys like Cobb and that would be virtually none or, or very, very little from, from, from their playing days, um, throughout the, you know, the Negro league guys are the same. Um, a lot of people, um, you know, as they were getting some momentum in the hall of fame, they kind of got them early. So they got some quantity, um, on James Cole, Papa Bell and Leon day and, and guys like that, that, that kind of did make it enough to get to the mass signing era, but, but, um, lots that didn't. So lots of signatures that wouldn't exist, exist through the mail. Whereas today, you know, through the mail still happens. Uh, I'm just kind of getting back into it. Just kind of dabbling, not really doing, I, I never did a ton of quantity. It's just more, uh, on, on just guys that I couldn't get focused and I'll kind of mention that in a minute. Um, but, but today you're not getting an autograph that wouldn't be available. <laughs> like the, 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 these players are also doing signings. It's not like that. It wouldn't exist if people weren't doing through the mail for, for the vast majority, there might be one hockey example. Um, and I'll get to him as well. So I'm going to start this episode off. They're all good, so there isn't a kind of a good battle structure this week so much. Uh, you know, you know, a little bit on on the bad, and I'll just kind of touch upon that. But um, I'll start off with uh, the reason this kind of episode, you know, sparked my interest this week and re- really why it became a topic um, is because of one of my autograph Facebook groups. I, it was a through the mail um, Facebook group. There's tons of Facebook groups. Uh, dedicated to through the mail autographs. I love to keep an eye on them because if it comes up that, you know, a player signing um, that I have interest in, I'll, I'll probably throw something in the mail. You know, and, and in the, you know, in the 90s when I was doing it, so I, you know, I was doing it for probably 10 or 15 years, and I was never the guy doing hundreds a week. I would do, you know, 10 or 20 here and there, let them come in and then send them out and doing very quantities. And, you know, at the beginning, for the first five years, I only did the stadiums. I, I, I focused in on, you know, sending the current Blue Jays at the Sky Dome that, that, that didn't sign or I, I didn't get the quantity or to, you know, Montreal or or there or through the Hall of Fame. You could send to the Hall of Fame and they would forward. They don't do that much anymore. Probably with COVID, they don't do it at all anymore. Um, but, you know, I focused on my earliest sending to the team. So it was kind of more current-based. Um, and then, you know, as I got into it a little bit and the internet came around, uh, I learned that you could send away for an address book. Um, there was a Harvey book and I I forget there was two other ones. Uh, I used Harvey, um, and he would just mass produce a list of autographs, but you didn't know the success rate. So you'd rely on the internet a little bit and partly just kind of hoping guess and, and send it out today. You know, there's these huge, massive companies like um, Sports Collector Network, SCN, and there's one that's very spelled very similar. I, I don't use that, but I, I do keep an eye on on uh, Sportsnet or sorry, SCN. I keep an eye on SCN. I, I do pay the fifteen dollars a year um, because they just provide the the addresses there, and not have to send away for a book. But the real advantage of that website is it gives you percentages of when they've most recently signed. And also their entire signing history, you know, if someone's in the 75, 80 range, you have a good idea. And it also tells you like, do they charge, do they use an agent? 
Uh, it gives you notes on kind of like if the players, you more and more players, and rightfully so. And since COVID hit, through the mail is blown up, and people have time, so they're sending all these players. So so players are more frequently charging, usually not crazy amounts, and and I, and I do think a lot of it is to slow down the the redoing, you know, sending over and over and over. Uh, Wade Boggs and Ryan Sandberg, I, I think both charge ten or fifteen dollars each. Both are Hall of Famers, could charge a lot more. Um, and I think they're just strictly charging to, to reduce the amount and to the, the amount of people sending over and over and multiples. And I think it's just a control mechanism for a lot of them. And, and for other ones, you know, if it's a little pocket money, that's great too. So I didn't have to do a lot of that in the 90s. That hadn't started yet. There, I'll mention, though, I think the only one that I can really remember paying for or, or adding, he'd ask for a donation after the fact. So I'll start right off. I'll start off with my beloved Blue Jays. As, as you know, that's my heart and soul of collecting. That's kind of where I really um, did most of my autographing. And, and I did that through the mail, too. Um, and the reason, you know, this kind of came up, <coughs> as I, I was just saying before I got sidetracked, um, this episode came up because of um, on one of one of those Facebook pages, uh, someone asked if Roy Holiday ever signed. Um, and the first couple answers were, no, no, he never signed. And, and, and that's not true. <laughs> uh, he was actually a very good signer through the mail, through the mail for his first, I want to say five or six years in the big leagues. I don't know about his minor league career. I can't imagine that he, he didn't. So, so, you know, I would imagine that there was probably eight to nine years of that. He did pretty solidly throughout, through the mail, I got him, I think, three times. Uh, I, I sent him a couple cards each time. I, I, outside of one exception, I would only send one or two cards. The only exception is Pat Nishak, who um, is you know, a relief pitcher who just happens to be one of my favorite players because he is so great to his fans. He has been doing, you know, he's, he's one of the best through the mail signers. He signs everything, and so I send him more because I'm trying to get a sign, every one of his cards signed. But outside of his, I'll send one or two, two at the most. And and Roy was pretty easy. Um, I think there's a couple reasons around why he was so easy. A, I don't think because of the stamp issue, um, not a lot of American collectors had the Canadian stamps for the return. So if you haven't done through the mail, you do include a self-addressed stamped envelope to return. So you need the country of origin stamps. So I do think the Jays were a bit of a, a bit of an anomaly that I think they signed at a lot higher percentage because their volume was a lot smaller that it, it wasn't as big in Canada and it wasn't the whole league. It was just blue Jay fans to the most part. I'm sure they did get it from other places, but the Jays throughout the 90s and early 2000s, I do believe, signed a lot more through the mail than other teams. And I do think that was a major factor, just, just sheer volume and, and the fact that it was only coming from one fan base, um, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, so, the, so that was a bit of a misconception. Um, and I think most of the people that answered no were talking about, like, the Phillies and, and kind of, you know, even, even in Toronto, he stopped when, when he was winning Cy Youngs and stuff like that. Um but nope, nope. But he, he did. He 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 was a very very good um, through the mail guy, and um, yeah, it's lucky that, that that I've been able to get it, 
get get a few that way, get a few in person. So I've been able to get Roy um, in multiple ways, and so glad that I that I did that and still have a little volume today of of him. Um, my my next one is probably the riskiest through the mail venture. I'll, I'll talk. I'll give a couple examples of this. Is sending multiples. So um, you know, trying to get two, three, four, however many people on a single item. Uh, a is risky, um, and B, even if the player signs, you are still open to being lost. And you know, everything you'll read about through the mail is don't send something that you can't afford or, or okay with losing, and you have to be okay with it. You can take risks, but know you're taking a giant risk every time you put that in the mail, um, even if the guy is like a hundred percent. You know, guaranteed something could still happen. Um, you know, it could get stolen. It could get lost. It could get damaged. Um, the player could move, even though he's very, very diligent. Um, maybe he moves and doesn't forward his address or chooses not to because of that volume and expense. Um, so one of the first items that I ever did that was um, I just found uh, this cool 8x10 photo of four, um, or sorry, five Detroit Red Wings. Um, it's just, a, I'll put up it on my Facebook page. It's just a very cool, um, kind of a flashback to a different time in, in, in professional sports. Uh, the five of them are in the, I, I don't know what arena they are, they are in. Uh, it is, I think they're on the road, so I don't know where they are. Um, it, it looks like they're wearing their, their away reds. It's a black and white photo. Um, but I just love the photo. You know, a couple of them have beers in their hands. They're, they're smiling. They're looking in different directions. They're having a conversation. It's just a great photo, and I loved it. And I, and I bought it, and I'm like, okay, I know Norm Ullman signs like crazy around GTA, but I sent it to him first. I didn't want to wait. I was anxious. So I sent it to Norm Ullman. He signed it right back, like within a week. You know, it's not... Not too far from me. That happened pretty quick. And I'm like, okay, so I will send it off to Marcel Proveno. So I wanted to, there was, um, I'll backtrack. <laughs> uh, so four, four out of the five were living. So Terry Sawchuk was the goalie, the fifth person in the photo, long deceased before I ever started this photo. So four out of five was going to be my best scenario. So I'm like, I'm going to focus on, you know, getting Norm because I knew that was a slam dunk. Marcel Provino, I didn't know his, his success rate. Um, and to find out later that it was more risky than I did, that he is not a slam dunk or kind of ever was, but he did. He, he sent it back, uh, I want to say, if I remember correctly, around about a month back. So, so I got him. And then the next one was um, Johnny Wilson, who's the only non-Hall of Famer in the picture. Um, but he uh, was... And th this is right around 2000, I think I sent it to Johnny Wilson. Uh, he was still coaching. It was the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. Um, I'm starting to be able to get some data of, of whether they sign or not. So I was able to get confirmation that he did sign through there. Um, I don't know if it was timing of when I sent it. did take a long time. I, I want to think it took six months to get it back. I definitely thought it was gone. Um, but sure enough, you know, six months later, Johnny Wilson excuse me, sent it back through the mail. And so I, I have three out of the five not going to get Sawchuck and Gordy has left. 
I am not putting it in the mail for Gordie Howe. He did signings in Toronto about once a year for, I don't know, 10, 15 years, years a long, long time. He, he was not that hard. Unfortunately, when I got this done, is he just done a huge price increase where he was kind of like 40 and 50 for a while. And then I think he, I think I was, a, I want to say a 150 to get him on this. He was great. He loved this photo. He liked looking at it. Um, he was always a nice guy. I, you know, I got him a few times, uh, all paid signings. I, I never got Gordy for free, which is fine. Um, but he's always a really nice guy. And I just remember having some great conversations with Gordy in person one is he loved looking at this picture he he liked it for the same reasons i liked it he liked it. he goes it captures the moment he goes it really does capture what it was like back then and he kind of acknowledged of um you know how different sports were at, at the time and in, in the late two late late 90s early 2000s but how casual and and stuff they were um and also i met him once and i was wearing a dallas cowboy shirt and and we talked about, you know, the player and 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 that he liked the Cowboys too. So it was really, really kind of nice. But but the through the mail, this was awesome to, to send it to three different guys. Um, obviously, I did do it in order of risk. <laughs> um, that I wasn't going to get Gordy. I wasn't going to pay that Gordy Howe fee uh, until all of them were on. And just kind of one by one took about a year to get all, all three of them. And then off to Gordy at the signing. So that was a good one. Uh, another one of the, the group ones that I did, and sometimes I just do randomly because a whole bunch, bunch of Canadian sign, I would just get a picture of, you know, the forum and get three or four of them to sign. So I did that quite, quite frequently. Um, a, another group signing one I did, and again, this takes a long time because you, you have to, you know, send out, get back, send out, get back. And, and each time, as I said, it's a risk. But, but this one was kind of fun. It's so interesting. It was a Red Sox photo of Fenway. And uh, some I, I kind of focused on kind of the older guys, right? Because the opportunity was ticking uh, on being able to get all three of these guys. And, and they have uh, all passed away since then. Ironically, the only Hall of Famer of this group is the least famous name of the group. So yeah, so it was, it was a picture of Fenway. But I inserted, I created my own photo. So Fenway was the background and a photo of the three of them throwing out a, a first pitch. Uh, I don't know if, it, I, I think it was a first pitch of a season, but the three of them were throwing out first pitches. Um, so it, it was kind of a neat photo of, of all three of them. Uh, so when I saw, I just saw that on the internet and kind of created my own collage picture uh, and, and sent it off to them. I don't remember the order I did these three in. I know Bobby Dorr was last because he was money in the bank. He, he, he was as good as anyone through the mail has probably ever been. Uh, he signed throughout, I, as far as I know, you know, from the sixties on, he, he signed whatever came in front of him. And so I left him to last knowing that he, you know, outside of losing it um, just randomly um, that he was a kind of slam dunk. I didn't know too much about the other guys of, you know, this is a little bit before the internet or right around. Um, but Dominic DiMaggio, um, 
Yes, the, the Dominic Dinaggio is not as famous maybe as Bobby Dore, but his name obviously uh, his brother Joe Dominic Dinaggio is actually a really good baseball player. Um, you know, very underrated mostly because of his name. Um, but he was a good Boston Red Sox. He was a, a good all-star level type player. Um, I don't think a lot of people know that. And Johnny Pesky, who's famously the Pesky Pole, um, you know, those stories kind of, you know, you hear a lot about them and that's the pole in, in right field at, at, um, at Fenway. So uh, again, no, no major story, just, just time consuming and risk, right? Just, just waiting. So that was kind of cool. And my last kind of multi, I, it, I just stopped kind of doing it in general through the mail, but I really stopped doing the multis because uh, I, I didn't want to lose things. So you just kind of kind of chalked it up. The last one was at a really cool Sports Illustrated um, that had uh, Craig Nettles and Goose Gossage on it in their San Diego Padres. Uh, it was kind of like an SI, like reunited two Yankees reunited in San Diego. And uh, I, I knew both of them had signed through the mail. So I, I did the same thing. I sent them off to both of them and, and they both signed it, it, it really good success. Um, uh, when I really started, I focused on, you know, a uh, hockey hall of famers are great. So when addresses started becoming available through that, um, almost all the Hockey Hall of Famers signed. Um, and they were really good about it. Uh, often in, lots of people would send even extras like Howie Meeker, um, Elmer Locke, who was like a player in the 40s and 50s, um, lived a long, long time. Uh, he, he would send you cards of his. He would send pictures. Um, no matter what you had, he would always add a couple things. Um, some guys would send, you know, free passes to the Hall of Fame that were endorsed by them. Um, the Hockey Hall of Famers were just amazing. And, and, you know, early on in the 90s, you could get the vast majority outside of the huge, huge names. Um, so much quantity, and because there are a lot more Hockey Hall of Famers than baseball, that there was a lot to get. So, yeah, and it was just a quantity thing. And I focused on, like, I, I got as many as I could, and I, and I did send to a lot of them, but I focused on the guys that I couldn't get that that weren't um you know didn't come to toronto a lot like a butch bouchard i only ever remember him coming to one show here glenn hall was out in alberta so you know him traveling uh, didn't happen very often and and uh so 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 i kind of focused on outside of um ontario guys um just because that they that, that you know they wouldn't come around very often um and yeah, and and that worked out. <laughs> I was able to get lots um, that way. Oh, another one. Just want to add on to like the Glen Halls and that. Uh, Dave Keon's another one that that didn't come to Toronto for a long time because uh, not because he didn't want to, or sorry, not because he couldn't. Um, you know, there was kind of a feud with with him and the Leafs organization. I think it's been somewhat patched up. Not not sure, but fully on that. But he would sign throughout the, through the mail. Um, fairly consistently. I think he still does today, maybe charges a, a few bucks here and there. Um, but back in the day, he, he, he would sign. And, and and I would only send them once, maybe twice if, if I was trying to do a multi, but I, did, I wasn't throwing them a lot. Um, Roy, Roy Holiday, I did some of the Jays I would. And just kind of add on to the Jays, you know, lots of those early Jay guys signed. Almost everyone on 
in those nineties. Chris Carpenter was great through the mail, you know, early on. And I think it was because of volume. I think that's a huge, huge, huge reason. Um, the, the baseball hall of fame wasn't as successful. A, a, those guys had already started doing big signings and, um, were already charging. So they, they weren't doing through the mail as much at that point. Um, I, I did, you know, early on kind of focus on, you know, I, I do, uh, I do read a lot about the history of the Negro Leagues. Um, so I did, you know, hit some of those guys. I did, I just missed the window of, uh, of really being able to get, you know, some of the legends because they, they had passed or had stopped. But um, I do know a lot of those guys signed through the mail, you know, you know uh, before they passed. But I was able to get, um, I, I think, one of the most underrated players from the Negro Leagues, which is Monte Irvin, who kind of perfectly had a half-and-half career, where, you know, kind of people talk about Jackie Robinson, which is very, very important. But Monte Irvin, Jackie Robinson only played one year in the Negro Leagues and then went through the Dodgers, went through Montreal and then to the Dodgers. Monte Irvin played about 10 years in both. So he he was a star in both. And kind of the first one to really do that is to be a big-time star in both. And a lot of people do believe... Um, he was targeted as being the first uh, black player in Major League Baseball, but because of military service and and, and things, he, he quite didn't get that opportunity. He came on pretty early and, and had great success uh, in the league and, and became Hall of Famer. So I was able to get him. He was the first one I actually paid for. So I sent I sent him a letter and I sent him an item and was asking permission to send a ball. Uh, so I could get a ball signed as well. He returned back and he had signed my item, but said it's ten dollars per. Could I please send the twenty dollars or the ten dollars plus the ten dollars when I send the ball? So I did that, and more more than fair, and uh, never had a problem if they asked. It just becomes a decision then, right? If if you want to pay for that, it's almost like you're now purchasing it. So is it worth it? Is it but what whatever your thought process around it is? I have no problem them putting a value on their signature. Um, and the other, the other one I kind of focused on was, um, Detroit Tigers were really good through the mail when I first started. I don't know if it's just that close and, and I paid attention a little more, but, uh, K-Line, George Kell, uh, Harmon, or, uh, Harwell, the, the, the Hall of Fame announcer, um, they were all really good. They signed quite frequently. I know K-Line charged a little bit at the very end. Um, even a few years uh, before he passed away. So a lot of them, like I had a good idea um, wh- whether they signed or not. Uh, one of my favorite successes is, you know, the one I didn't know. I didn't know of Sako Koivu, who was the current captain of the Montreal Canadiens. So getting current stars was was not really that easy through the th- through the through the mail, but but it happened, and and I was able to get Sako Koivu. Uh, Jerome McGinley was a great through the mail signer uh, through the Calgary Flames. So, so, and I do think a part of it is, you know, um, cutting the market in half because only, you know, not a lot of Americans would send across the border because of the stamp issue. So I think that was a bit of an advantage um, there. Another one is uh, I really liked uh, Larry Bird and, and I found out Robert Parrish signed through the mail. So I sent to him, got a gorgeous photo back. Um, you know, adding to the Tigers, Sparky Anderson was another was another one as well. Um, a couple like little niche markets uh, I, I kind of hit too um, as the internet and kind of learning about who signed, who didn't sign. 
Um, I'm a I'm a Duke Blue Devil fan in Canada. No access to those guys ever coming here for a signing or an event. Uh, they came for a game, but uh, so I've been able to get lots of Duke Blue Devils through the mail. Shane Battier, who 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 was um, a player of the year, he he signed through the mail when he was when he was playing. I I would assume he probably still signs through the mail. Um, Seth Curry. Uh, the brother of, uh, I was a big fan of him, uh, when he was at Duke and, and he signed a bunch of things for me. Um, so, so lots, of, I've been able to get lots of, lots of Duke guys, uh, Bobby Hurley way back before. I don't think he signs anymore, but I did get him as well. I did send him a Jersey and never got it back. <laughs> so there, there is, um, so sometimes, you know, there is risk. Uh, the other one is, um, is I, I, I do love Star Wars as well. Uh, you know, that's the generation I grew up in. Uh, I didn't send a ton to Star Wars guys. Uh, you know, um, I think by then they were kind of on the circuit, but I, I was able to get George, or sorry, James Earl Jones a couple times. Um, oh, sorry, once. He signed two things the one time I sent to him. But, um, yeah, that, that, that was a great one. Um, and I do think he has stopped signing because of health issues. Um, and I think he was kind of hit or miss, but, uh, yeah, glad to, glad to have him in the collection as well. Um, the bad, uh, the, the only bad is sometimes, you know, trying to figure out, um, if the item was really signed and if the item was really signed by who you think it was signed by. Um, so, so two of the big things I, I, I talked about a little bit about secretarials and then also on top of secretarials, the secretarial is, you know what it sounds like early in uh, Hollywood, the secretary would literally sign it and send it back, and and the the athlete or or celebrity would would never have seen it. It was just get it back out as quick as we can, and and, and they'll think it's it's real. Or uh, the other one is pre-printed or uh, auto pens. Uh, in my next episode, I will talk about a an auto pen issue, um, but you know uh, pre-printed is just kind of they mass, they sign one thing and mass you just high gloss or high quality print it and send it off. I've got a few back that way. Um, and, and auto pen is using a Sharpie or, or, or um, a device and it signs for them. So they, they load that into the, to the device and it signs over and over. So I have run into auto pens. I've run into, uh, Things like that. I know Jimmy Johnson and Troy Aikman. I was, a bit, as I said, a big Cowboy fan. Uh, I got them early on, and I don't think I've run into a lot of secretarials. I think the only one that I can think of is I got Don Zimmer back, and it turns out it's Mrs. Don Zimmer. His wife signed almost all of his through the mail, and if you match them up with uh, known signatures of his, there are slight differences, and and you can confirm that they're not there. So that's um, that's this week's episode. Uh, yeah, through the mail is fun. Um, it, you know, like anything. Like, like once people learn about it, and and now it's just it's, it's a bit of a business now, just because not only you know who signs and who doesn't, so they get mass amounts now, and you know you'll see a guy start to sign, and then it'll go insane, and you'll just see a whole bunch of people send, and and either they'll start charging or or, or kind of you know drop off altogether. And it doesn't even have to be like a Hall of Fame level. Like I'll give Alfonso Soriano, who was of the Yankees, Washington Nationals, 
good player, uh, MVP player for a while, but you know, will no, no, not be anywhere near the Hall of Fame. Um, he started signing, he got flooded, and then just stopped. So, <laughs> so, so that is kind of a common thing. And um, you know, just with through the mail, if you want to try it, you know, just make sure you write a, a small letter because I don't think they read it. Just write kind of you know one or two things about them. The reason you're you're kind of sending to them specifically that you want it for your collection and sign it. Oh, it doesn't have to be pages and pages. You know, if it's your favorite athlete and you're trying to kind of push, you know, if you don't think they sign and you think you can push it over the top by having a very personal letter, yeah, it might work, um, but unlikely. So keep the letter short. Always send the correct, correct postage and the postage of the of the country that they'll sending back from. So me being Canadian, I do buy lots of, I will buy stamps, uh, U.S. stamps on Amazon or things like that. Before ending this week's episode, I did forget about one of my favorite through-the-mail um, autographs. As I stated earlier in the episode that um, uh, I was a big Dallas Cowboy fan, and, you know, the, the big three or four uh, stars never really did. Uh, you know, I said I got a preprint from Aikman, and... I met Irvin, I, I, I don't think ever signed through the mail. I might be wrong, but definitely not when I was sending. Mark Stepnowski, who was the, the center, who I do definitely think should be in the Hall of Fame. He was definitely one of the best centers of the era, and I, I, I think he's a very underrated part of that Dallas Cowboy team. Uh, I found out that he actually lives in Canada now, that he lives in Vancouver area, like in British Columbia. Um, and I was a huge fan of his, so, uh, I did, I had a couple cards of his, um, and I sent, uh, I sent those two cards over to him to sign, but I also asked him if he could sign a mini, uh, Dallas Cowboy helmet, and, um, he, he indeed, uh, he did that, and, um, that, that's probably the biggest item I've got signed, it, it was expensive postage-wise, because I did obviously pay for both ends, um, but it was very cool, it was a very good item, and if you do your research... But I, the one kind of note is I always ask if it's outside the norm, right? Like I'll ask to send something that's going to be expensive um, on both returns, you know, outside of a baseball card or a photo. That's pretty standard. Uh, thanks for listening. Great episode. Really enjoyed looking back through my through the mail success. And talk to you later. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.